the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. You're praying to the God who is above all gods. He is Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings. He is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And He's soon coming again to rapture us into His presence. On today's Healing Word, Pastor Jack Morris will bring the second message in this week's series, Exploring the Lord's Prayer and the deep meaning found in those short five verses found in the New Testament. Let's join Pastor Morris now for today's message, God Be Praised. If Jesus, in physical form, visibly, walked into the sanctuary, what do you think we might do? How do you think we might sing differently, pray differently? How do you think I might preach differently? Jesus would come up and sit down on the platform. Well, I don't think I'd preach at all. I mean, it's his word. (laughs) Why should I speak his word? Let him speak his word. Now, if he came in, you know, walked down the aisle, he parked his car. (laughs) He got in here on time. (laughs) And then he said, I'm going to expound a passage of scripture that I breathed 2,000 years ago. I'm going to elaborate on it this morning. But before I do, I'm going to take some questions. What would you ask him? Now, I think in my mind that before very many questions would be asked, somebody would say real early on, how can I have faith mountain-moving faith and prayer? How can I pray with the faith of a grain of mustard seed? After you're gone, the Holy Spirit is going to be here, Jesus, after you're gone, and I'm going to need to know how to communicate. Would you teach me how to pray? Do you know what his answer would be? Do you have your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9? He would say this, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, the question that one of you asked him, teach us how to pray, that was the same question his disciples asked him way back there. And he gave them this prayer. Now, do you think he would give a different prayer today to us? Than he gave to them? No. He would give us the exact same prayer that he gave to them. Teach us how to pray. 
because this prayer was the wisdom of God. This was the highest and holiest words that heaven could afford. This was the best that heaven could give. You can't give better than the best. He gave it. We're his disciples, his followers, his students today. He would give us the exact same prayer. Now, two weeks ago, I started this series entitled A New Level of Prayer. I told the story about how Martin Luther went to his barber and his barber asked him, can you give me some advice on how to pray? And Martin Luther went to this scripture. I mean, there is no greater advice. This is it. Nothing more blessed, more wonderful is coming. It came, and it still continues to come. Now, two weeks ago, on May the 6th, I started the message and a series of messages on the Lord's Prayer. Because if we ever, you and I ever, get to that place where we actually know this prayer, the meaning of the prayer, what Jesus was trying to communicate we will be able to move mountains with this prayer. This is the best prayer in all the Bible. Jesus prayed a number of prayers, and uh, every one of them that he prayed, he started with with this word, Father. And when you and I know that we have an almighty creator God who has an intimate relationship with us and us with him, that's where our faith will truly begin. For months, I was talking to Minister Mazza. I told him there's a series of sermons on prayer that I'm going to preach. And every time I thought I was going to start, God would give me something else. I thought I was going to start, God would give me something else. And then about two weeks ago, God says, this is the time. God wants you to pray mountain-moving faith prayers. He wants to move mountains for you. But you and I need to know how to ask. Well, I didn't continue the, the prayer uh, series last week because it was Mother's Day. We skipped Mother's Day. And I'm only going to do four sermons. That means I have three to go, two after today. And I was going through this, and I, I just have so much material. I've studied, I've worked, I've prayed. Uh, the Holy Spirit has given me so much. I don't know how I'm going to do it all, but... Uh, I think after a series of four, at the most, six sermons on a subject, it's about time to move on because we grow weary in hearing the same scripture repeated over and over and over. So I'm going to move on as quickly as I can and believe as I move on quickly that the Holy Spirit will sow the seed and the seed will remain even after we move on quickly. The seed will still be there of the word of God. Now notice, okay, we're going to, I'm just going to do a little bit of a review and then I'll go right into today's sermon. The first two words of the Lord's Prayer, what is it? Our Father. Now, the very first word was chosen very carefully by Jesus. Our. Helping us to realize and to affirm that we are part of the family of God. Yesterday we had a great men's fellowship breakfast. And uh, 
Al Haynes led us in that course. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Been washed in the fountain, cleansed by the blood. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. We need to first and foremost know who we belong to. We belong to him. We belong to each other. We have that connection. And there's been sometimes a disconnect. And when that happens, well, you have a, two wires and they disconnect. The current doesn't flow anymore. So we need to remember who he is, who we are, and who we're connected to. The scripture tells us in Ephesians 4, uh, 6.4 that there is one God and Father of us all. All of us who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. There is one God and Father and we are brother. I'm your brother. You're my brother. I'm, we're brothers and sisters. We're part of a great fellowship of redemption in the Lord. And when we get that into our head in that one word, one word, before we can move on, we've got to know again who we are. We're part of a colony of heaven. We are members of a different and a new race, the Christian race. We're different. We've been redeemed. Then the very, very next word is Father. God who created heaven and earth is our father, an intimate relationship we have with him, a a relationship that is dear and intimate and loving. He's our provider, and we look to him for our provision. You see, we we look to ourselves, our education, our jobs, uh, to different people. We have a way to look out all this way. He is the source of every good and perfect gift, the Bible says. Every good and perfect gift. There's no gift that is better or more perfect than the gift that he gives. And so the Lord says, before you do anything else, say anything else, remember you're a part of the family of God, the fellowship of heaven, the colony of heaven on earth, You're only pilgrims passing through. You're a new race of people. Do you know who you are in the Lord? And do you know who started it all? You know your heavenly father. Now, if you have your Bibles open, I want to give you the outline. It's right in your Bible. And it's between two verses today. In verse 9, our father in heaven, that the most high God, the God of all gods, the creator God. Now, the first point of the sermon is, hallowed be your name. That's point number one. Point number two of the outline is, your kingdom come. Point number three of the outline is, your will be done. Now, that's my sermon. Point one, point two, point three. It's in in your bulletin. Now, open your heart today. Hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. These are the words of Jesus. If he were here today, he would say these words because these words are divine and eternal and heaven and earth will pass away. But this prayer will never pass away. And once I learn to pray it the way he wants me to pray it, then I'll have the faith that I need for all my desires, needs, problems, etc. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. For nearly 20 centuries, the Lord's Prayer has been one of the most beloved and best-known passages in the Bible. As it is in heaven. Although it spans just five verses in the New Testament, its beauty and serenity reassures our heart, strengthens our resolve, and leads us into a personal relationship with God the Father. As part of the current series, A New Level of Prayer, based on the book by author Philip Keller titled, A Layman Looks at the Lord's Prayer, Pastor Jack Morris is expounding on the profound and eternal concepts found in these truths on this week's Healing Word broadcasts. And we would like to offer this special book to you for a financial gift of any amount. To receive your copy of A Layman Looks at the Lord's Prayer, simply email your requests to contact us at thehealingwordministries.com and a church representative will respond to your request to receive your copy for a financial gift of any amount. Again, send your email request to contact us at thehealingwordministries.com now to receive your book. Thank you for your prayerful support and may God bless you. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. When's the last time you've had an experience of being touched by the love of God? Your heart strangely warmed. You've had an experience of God coming as a father, as a dad, and providing an answer to a prayer that you now can hallow it and give praise. You've had an experience of knowing his personality, that you're not praying to an idol, you're not praying to, uh, to, to I don't know what, but you're praying to the God who is above all gods. He is Lord of lords. He is King of kings. He is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he's soon coming again to rapture us into his presence. When we know that God and we are touched by the personality of that God, friend, you are a mountain prayer warrior. You can move mountains in that kind of prayer. In Romans chapter 9, verse 10, it says this. It says, the kingdom of God is within you. In Romans 14, 17, it says the kingdom of God is three things. Here it is. Friend, you ought to be writing some of this down. The kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is peace. The kingdom of God is joy. Now, when he says the kingdom of God is within you, it means the righteousness is within you, which simply means right. You have a right relationship with God. Now you can truly say, our Father. You're connected. And it's a wonderful connection that God is now your Father and you have an intimate relationship with him. And Jesus gave you the privilege and the honor of calling God by the name that Jesus called God, and Jesus called God Father 170 times in the New Testament. Father. Can you say Father? Father. An intimate relationship. And so when 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 Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you, it means within me, listen to me, friends, within me, within you, within me is a right relationship with the great creator. I am right with God. 
If I'm not right with God, I need to confess my sins and get right with God. But when, they, when Jesus said to those Pharisees, the kingdom of God is within you, it means inside my heart, I know God and God has given me permission, Jesus has, to call him Father. That is the holiest of all names, calling God Father. The kingdom of God is also, according to Romans 14, 17, peace. The kingdom of God is within you. Peace is within me. When the king of peace or the prince of peace comes in. The kingdom of God is within you. Righteousness is within me. A right relationship with God. Peace is within me. My troubles, my fears, my anxieties, my worries. Peace has come. The kingdom of God is within you. Joy has come. Joy. What is joy? It's a divine peace that has come from heaven. Not contingent or or relying upon circumstances here. Friends, one day you're happy. You can be happy one hour and sad the next. But a a joy that, that is basic and foundation to all of living. A right relationship with God. Peace that transcends all understanding. The scripture says peace that passeth all understanding. Meaning it's a peace that is beyond understanding it. Comprehending it. Describing it, it is so wonderful and so high and so holy. This wonderful peace that God has. And then he speaks about the kingdom being a future kingdom when it does become geography. And Jesus comes back and sets up his throne in the city of Jerusalem. And he rules and reigns from that throne in that country when Jesus comes again. But friend, you'll not... Have him ruling over you then if you don't have him ruling over you now. Now, I've I've heard somebody say, well, listen, nobody's going to rule over me. I'm not going to submit to anybody. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. Phooey. (laughs) Phooey. All right? You make your own peace then if you're your own man or your own woman. You make your own relationship with God. You tell God how you're going to fix things up. And you're going to make it and you're going to bring him in submission to you. You make your own joy. That ever, and ever, friend, you can't. friend, everybody is in submission to somebody. We all are subject to somebody. And most people are subject to themselves. Their own lust, their own desires, their own passions. They're always giving in to their wants. And when they don't get what they want, buddy, sir, you've got a tr- problem on your hands. Mister, you've got a problem on your hands. Jesus comes to give us all that we'll ever need. And it's all encompassed in this one prayer that is the highest and the holiest. Now, I have to finish this very quickly. Verse 10 says, the next, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of God is being done in heaven. That's why heaven is heaven. The most beautiful and most wonderful of all places. The will of God is being done in you. That you have submitted to the will of God. And I've been trying to help people with this all my pastoral life. Sometimes the will of God is not pleasant. Sometimes we have the feeling that the will of God is, whoo, I'm just <laughs> happy all the time. Happy, happy, happy. No. 
Now, sometimes the will of God can be unpleasant, but only unpleasant for a moment of time, for a period of time. I think of Jesus in the garden with bloody sweat dripping from his face and with the cup of our sins bringing agony to his soul and asking the Father, let this pass from me if it's your will. And when he found out, hey, I'm in this agony of soul, in this terrible place, I'm experiencing this loss, this sickness, this cancer, this heart attack, this bereavement, this death, I'm experiencing it all in the will of God. And when Jesus realized that he was taking our sins, that's how much he loved us. He then stopped praying that the Father would take the cup away. Like many of us, we're in a hard place. Instead of saying, Lord, are you in this? What am I to learn out of this? We're to say, Lord, what am I I to do? How am I to react? Jesus prayed, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And guess what happened? There came a resurrection. There came glory to him. There came power like, like you and I are experiencing today. He arose. He is now seated at the right hand of God. Friend, go ahead and, and take the test. And if you feel annoyed and upset and you're getting angry, get on your knees and say, God, I'm annoyed, I'm angry, I'm upset. He'll take it away and give you strength to endure and you'll learn something of a relationship with God and with Jesus that will sustain you and bless you and bring you through. And in the end, there's going to be glory. Jesus submitted to the will of God and there came resurrection, there came glory, there came majesty. He was seated at the Father's right hand and is still there and will always be there. Now, when you submit to Jesus and you submit and I submit to his will, he'll take our sins away. He'll forgive our sins. He'll bring to us the kingdom of God. We'll have a Father-God relationship. He'll give to us hope. Friend, the trial may endure for a little while. But it's a testing time. And there's not a person in the entire Bible that hasn't been tested and gone through a difficult place and even misunderstood and even questioned. You're going to go through some testing. My daughter-in-law, for the next 10 years, is going to be taking medication uh, for cancer, to keep the cancer from coming back. Thank God my son has been completely delivered 100%. Now, my son called me the other day and told me, he said, I need you and mom to pray. He said, uh, the oldest daughter, Caroline, has a lump on her neck. Friend, this isn't heaven yet. But I'll tell you what you do have right now, a relationship with the Lord, or you can have a relationship with God, and you can pray, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, And it will be done. Don't let the trials of life upset you. They come to everybody in every family. They even came to Jesus. Why not you? Why not me? But Jesus will bring us through. The scripture says, Suffering may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. (laughs) Praise be the Lord.
In times of trouble, it's so reassuring to know that we have someone we can turn to who knows our situation and can deliver us with his divine power. That someone is Jesus, and he's here with you right now. Go to him in prayer and allow his peace and love to enter every part of your life and watch the changes take place. And don't forget about this week's special offer to receive a copy of the book, A Layman Looks at the Lord's Prayer, which is available for any gift given to support the Healing Word Ministry. Email the church and contact us at thehealingwordministries.com to request your copy today. Before we go, here's Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. The Largo Community Church continues to worship on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by way of live streaming. If there was ever a time when we need the church and the Christians need one another, it's now. To view the live streaming worship, go to the church's website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C.org. Click on Watch Live on Sundays and let's worship the Lord together. L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Tune in tomorrow for another message in the series, A New Level of Prayer, titled, Every Need He Supplies. Until then, blessings on you.